0: Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have Dr. Peter McCullough back, MD, MPH, FACC, and a whole lot of other letters. Go to his website. It is McCulloughFND.org, McCulloughFund.org. Doc, how are you? Good to see you. Good. Thanks for having me, Joe. Last time we spoke, we talked about Jamie Foxx, and you know Jamie Foxx. We just saw a video that was put out by him the other day. Doesn't look a lot like him to some. Uh, To me, it looks like he's lost a ton of weight. Looks like he's been through a lot of something, if that is him. Do you have any insight into what exactly it was? The only thing we ever heard was that he had a stroke. Then we heard that he almost died. And now he's back, not looking himself. But what are your thoughts on that?
1: I don't have any direct knowledge. We know that AJ Ben's a Hollywood reporter, uh, you know, knew people close to him. Allegedly, he had a stroke. Uh, I know Jamie. I've met him personally. Uh, I can tell you he's changed dramatically. He's lost a lot of weight. Um, he's intentionally, I think, obscure about what happens. If if he had a stroke, he should just say, I had a stroke. It looks like he did to me. The left side of his face has lost its facial folds. Um, He's lost a tremendous amount of skeletal mass. He mentions that he has tubes, Joe. I imagine a tracheostomy tube and a feeding tube. I noticed his shirt was up over the area where a stoma would be for a tracheostomy. So again, without him being clear, which he should, I think he's had a stroke. And he's had a very prolonged illness. A feeding tube and tracheostomy tube would have kept him in hospital and rehab for many
0: months. Those are things that a doctor would notice. They did not notice that his shirt was higher than maybe you otherwise would have been. And it could be covering up that very area. So let me go from him to Damar Hamlin that you and I have spoken about at length, and you feel very confident that was Vax-related. It couldn't be that thing where it, the impact uh, uh, stopped his heart because of the pads they wear and because of he was fine for a second and then fell out. Right. He, al- he also wouldn't say what happened to him when being interviewed uh, for Good Morning America or something. Doc, isn't it time to at least just square up with us and say, okay, we're not really sure what happened, or this could be shot-related?
1: They should come out with their doctors. Their doctors have clear diagnoses at this point in time. You and I are public figures show if something happened to us, we'd come out and be honest with the public. So remember, public figures have a responsibility because the vaccines are public health measures. Other people are at risk. Uh, DeMar Hamlin almost certainly had a COVID-19 vaccine-related cardiac arrest. Now he's slated to go back to play. We don't know if he's had a newer form of a defibrillator. By the way, I had a chance to spend time with Pilot Snow, who was honest. He had a vaccine-related cardiac arrest in the jetway at DFW Airport after he landed a big American Airlines plane, and he showed me his defibrillator. The newer defibrillators go against the chest wall. They don't have any wires inside the blood system, and he's a lot more active than a a prior defibrillator patient. We now have word that Vince Iwachuklu. USC player, yeah. uh, had a cardiac arrest last year. He's returned to play with a defibrillator. I think it's what's called a um, a subcutaneous ICD.
0: If you were the doctor for DeMar Hamlin or the man that you just mentioned, or the pilot, would you say you can't do strenuous activity, you can't do high-stress situations, or are these defibrillators so good that they can?
1: Pilot Snow has not had another discharge. To our knowledge, DeMar Hamlin has not had a second arrest. And so far, none of the cardiac arrest survivors have had second arrests that that have been reported. Uh, Clearly, about two-thirds of these cardiac arrests are fatal. We know that from a paper that I've published with Polycretus and colleagues. I recently published now a full case series, 25 uh, fatal myocarditis cases. There may be just little patches of inflammation that was enough to trigger a cardiac arrest, I think, to play it safe. Uh, They should have treatment for myocarditis, medical treatment uh, for a year or longer, and then uh, then a defibrillator. The American College of Cardiology says just with COVID, which can very rarely cause myocarditis, return to play in three to six months. With COVID-19 vaccine myocarditis, which is more common and more severe, it may take a longer time to recover.
0: Courage to Face COVID-19 is his book. It's Dr. Peter McCullough. He's a world-renowned cardiologist, epidemiologist. Go to his new website, McCulloughFND.org, and it's mcculloughfn dot Go there right now. I want to talk about Bronny James, 18-year-old son of LeBron James. LeBron James, we know, has been vaccinated. He said so in 2021 after being hesitant about whether saying he was going to do it or not. He said you have to make the right choice for yourself and your family. Bronny James, obviously, is his son. I don't know if he had the vaccination. But again, before all of this stuff happened, Doc, how prevalent was it that an 18-year-old top, I mean, like top 1%, 0.1% athlete on the planet in that kind of physical condition would just have a heart attack on the, on the basketball court?
1: It's not common because they're always screened for major heart problems before they go on the floor so they're ready to go. Remember, Bronny James went to a high school that mandated COVID-19 vaccines for all the kids in the high school with no exceptions, no exemptions allowed gotcha. in California. Then he went to USC, also had a COVID-19 vaccine mandate. LeBron says in September of 2021, it's the best decision for him and his family. Yeah. That was three months after the FDA said the vaccines caused myocarditis. LeBron said he did his research. Well, here we go. We don't know what happened, but, uh, you know, I do question whether or not he had a ventricular tachycardia, ventricular fibrillation event. It may have just been a syncopal event related to what's called POTS, or posterior orthostatic tachycardia, because he went to the hospital. There's no mention of CPR, no mention of shocking, and then he's out of the ICU in a few hours. So, uh, you know, I I can tell you as a cardiologist, I see these patients, I take care of them. Uh, I think fortunately for Bronny, whatever he had was pretty mild. But again, we should be honest about the vaccines because yes. other people are at
0: risk. A lot of fake science out there I was floating around one of the social media networks yesterday. And a guy comes on, so he's got no credibility. He says, my best friend is a cardiologist, he says. And then he says, with Brody James, that has nothing to do with the shot, nothing to do with COVID. It's because the electrical currents didn't properly get to his heart. Is that how you, we're just going to blow this off now and not at least find out? in-depth what it was so that other 18-year-old athletes might might uh, be be aware of this? And how mad are you or how concerned are you, maybe I should ask, that you've got somebody out there who third party is trying to play cardiologist on Instagram?
1: Well, again, you know, it's freedom of speech. I can tell you I'm a doctor. I see patients like this every day. I'll tell you what I do. I do a thorough history and physical. I get the vaccine history. I get the vaccine lot numbers. I report it to VAERS. Then I do ECG, detailed blood testing, troponin BMP, galactin-3, echocardiogram, and then cardiac MRI. Then I do thorough genetic testing for genetic mutations for electrical abnormalities in the heart. I do a comprehensive evaluation because I need to tell the player, what do they need? Do they need a defibrillator? Do they need medicines? When can they go back? What's the chances of re-arrest? Only a top cardiologist can do that.
0: Go to his website again. It's a brand new website. It is going to be McCulloughFND.org. Doc, uh, when it comes to myocarditis, I saw Elon Musk himself tweeted this yesterday the day before on the Bronny James thread. He said, at this point, is it a coincidence or is it a side effect? I thought that was a really dumb question by a smart guy. So let me just ask you very directly. Is there any doubt in your mind that myocarditis is a side effect of taking this shot?
1: No, the myocarditis is caused by the vaccines. The FDA put this on their watch list October 22, 2020, and they came out June of 2021. The FDA said the vaccines cause myocarditis, so this is unequivocal. We now have, I think, 800 papers in the peer-reviewed literature showing COVID-19 vaccines cause heart inflammation or myocarditis.
0: Is there any reason, in your opinion, why a Hollywood set or why the medical establishment in New York State would still require somebody to get this shot?
1: No, there's no medical reason. There's no clinical indication, no medical necessity. The only thing I'm afraid of is they've taken uh, Biden, HHS, uh, COVID Community Core money or countermeasure money, and they feel obligated to force the dangerous vaccines on their constituents.
0: It's crazy. It's uh, mcculloughfnd.org. It's Dr. Peter McCullough. Also, PeterMcCulloughMD.com. He's got a show, a radio show. He's got a substack. It's uh, uh, PeterMcCulloughMD.substack.com. Go there as well. Let me ask you about Tori Kelly, and and not really her case specifically because you and I haven't seen her, but here's a young singer who now has tons of blood clots, and and, uh, this, of course, another byproduct that you and I have been talking about for years now. So is the biggest concern you have with these shots... The myocarditis is it blood clots? Is it the effect on ovaries? Is, is it the effect on on uh, the longevity of some sort of hyper response to uh, to these spike proteins? Is it all of that?
1: In a paper by Lee and colleagues, they've seen micro blood clots circulating the bloodstream in the eyes. Seven hundred fifty thousand people vaccinated in twenty twenty one with two shots compared to one point five million controls. That's two years later, Joe. So, I'm telling you, two years later, my concern is we still are seeing myocarditis, cardiac arrest events, and we're still seeing major blood clot events. And those both are concerning. They both can be fatal. They're due to the vaccines. Now, she may have additional risk factors like taking uh, oral uh, 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 contraceptives, estrogens, sure. uh, maybe a family history of blood clotting disorders. Again, I do a careful vaccine history. I get the vaccine card, I report it to VAERS. I do a genetic evaluation for uh, familial risks for blood clotting, full anticoagulation, Joe. And I tell you, in these cases now, I'm doing what's called BSD, base spike detox. We're trying to eliminate the spike protein from the body that keeps being produced by the vaccines. We're using natokinase, 2,000 units twice a day, bromelain, 500 milligrams a day, and curcumin, 500 milligrams twice a day. Base spike detox in addition to full anticoagulation.
0: I'm going to circle back to that in a second because that's one of the biggest questions I get when I have you on and when I have other doctors on as well that are breaking down the realities of these shots. It is uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, Courage to Face COVID-19. That's his book, Go there, Courage to CourageToFaceCOVID19.com. Go to his new website. It's McCulloughFND.org. Go and do that as well. I've, I've got to ask you, if you don't mind, if you could put it in layman's terms. What specifically is a blood clot, and what could be the, the key cause? Let's say it's not about the shot. Just, why does anybody get a blood clot? Is there, is there a, a, a root reason or not?
1: Remember, the blood has to circulate to all the tissues, but if you cut yourself, you have to clot your blood right away. Yes. So it turns out there are thousands of thousands of blood clotting factors and thousands of blood anti-clotting factors, and they have to be in perfect balance with one another, they have to clot the blood when we need it, but they have to keep the blood fluid. It's a very complex system, and there are things that can tip the balance. One of the most thrombogenic factors that tips the balance towards blood clotting is the COVID-19 vaccines because they produce unlimited quantities of the spike protein. This is the first viral protein we've ever seen that causes relentless blood clotting.
0: Is it an auto I'm going to act like I'm smart but I'm not. Is it an autoimmune response in that It appears to the body that you never defeat it because the the spike proteins remain. It's as if they never took care of the problem they were attacking to begin with. Is is that a simple way to look at it?
1: It's interesting. There's probably a correct term to think about. It's called Verkhal's Chayad. Verkhal's a physician of many hundreds of years ago. He said we have to have three things. We have to damage the blood vessels. We have to have a stasis of flow and then a hypercoagulable state. It turns out the spike protein are like little, uh, little knives, little like Chinese throwing stars. Wow. They slice up uh, micro blood vessels, they reduce the uh, flow, and they promote coagulation. So actually, the spike protein fulfills all three criteria for Verkhaus triad.
0: That's crazy. Uh, the CDC is now reporting the cases of uh, Ghislaine Bar, I think that's how you say it, syndrome after being vaccinated. What is that, a- and uh, how did this show its face?
1: Guillain-Barre syndrome, I see at my clinic, people have taken the vaccine. It's an ascending paralysis that starts from the feet and it moves its way up all the way. It can paralyze the lungs. People have to go on the ventilator. It's a disaster. There have been hundreds of cases reported with Pfizer and Moderna, and, and there's a significant fraction of that are fatal. So I can tell you, this is another vaccine syndrome. We worry about it greatly. It can happen after COVID, It can have after the vaccine. And sadly, most people took the vaccine. They got COVID anyway because the
0: vaccines don't work. Is it true that most people who are dying from COVID today are vaccinated?
1: Oh, sure. The majority of people worldwide have taken the vaccine. 75% of adults in America, 95% of those in Australia, New Zealand, other countries. So the vast majority of people walking around have been vaccinated and the vaccines don't work. So they get COVID anyway. We have data from the UK and elsewhere. Vast majority of people hospitalized and those dying with COVID are fully vaccinated.
0: What do you think the FDA and CDC should come out and say, or the NIH? Should they come out and say, okay, the early information was wrong. We got the science wrong. Stop taking the vaccines because you've been a proponent for a long time now. Do not take this.
1: Yeah, they should come out and say, listen, they made a giant mistake. They've waited far too long. They should pull it off the market. We should begin immediately vaccine injury treatment research programs, therapeutic programs, uh, start to have compensation for those who have been injured and sadly those who died of the vaccine.
0: Dr. Are you still getting uh, censored? I know a lot of people still complain about censorship, and I thought that we were going to have free speech now and that we were opposed, you know, shut down anybody who had a different opinion.
1: You know, I get invited on a lot of shows, but, uh, you know, I haven't been on Fox News for several months uh, without any word. I haven't been on Newsmax, I think, for at least over a month. Been on ABC only once. I, I think there are censorship programs. Running in social media, they're hard to define at this point in time. Uh, I'd like to see my accounts grow, uh, you know, grow much more rapidly. But I'm across so many independent profiles uh, and independent platforms, Joe. I think, like you, it's impossible to censor us.
0: Exactly right. I, we keep on spreading our tentacles and hopefully the traction is going to continue. It's Dr. Peter McCullough, cardiologist, epidemiologist. Go to his new website, McCulloughFND.org. Get his book. It's called Courage to Face COVID-19. He's also got a Substack. He's got a radio show. He's got it all going on. Get his book. Again, just go to the website, Courage to Face COVID-19 or Courage to Face COVID.com. One last question. Let's circle back to what you said earlier. The biggest response I get when I have you on or when I have Malone on or, or Urso or Jesse Lopez, the biggest response is, Oh my god, I took the vaccine. I took the shot. What do I do to protect myself from these from the aftermath? And you just gave a program that, that you're that you're suggesting mm-hmm. to people. Can you say it again, please?
1: Yeah, we have a major paper that's been accepted now for publication. Will come out base spike detox means it's a base of therapy. You can add other things to it, but we think it's necessary in everybody. We need two ways to degrade the spike protein, get it out of the body. First is natokinase, N-A-T-T-O-K-I-N-A-S-E, 2000 units twice a day. The second is bromelain, 500 milligrams once a day. They both degrade the spike protein different ways. They accelerate the, the, um, the clearance of it together. And the last is something to reduce inflammation and spike protein damage. That is curcumin, either in the nano or liposomal form is fine. Curcumin, 500 milligrams twice a day. All of these are available over the counter. They are readily available. And I can tell you, people ought to get going on this because these syndromes, as we're finding out, are bad. Look at these cardiac arrests major blood clots, people going down. It's because the spike protein is not being cleared out of the body. People can take uh, control of their own bodies and get after this.
0: McCulloughFND.org is the website. Peter, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, PeterMcCulloughMD.com is another website. Get his book, Courage to Face COVID-19. Thank you so much for always telling the truth and staying firm of spine in the face of everybody trying to shut you down. And come back again very soon. My show is always your show. Doctor, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Love having uh, Dr. Peter McCullough on the program. A lot of you are already writing me emails wanting to know... What is that protocol he said to avoid the side effects and maybe to get rid of the effects of this, uh, of this shot? I'm going to post that. I'll pull that video. I'll post it up on Rumble tonight, rumble.com slash Joe Pags. I'll put it up on social media, the link to the Rumble link, but I think that social media might squelch it because, again, they keep on pretending like he's not telling the truth, when, of course, he is. So, again, that protocol that he was talking about that's about to be published, I will, I'll pull that piece of video out. We'll put that up as a separate link up on uh, Rumble. Go check that tonight, rumble.com slash Joe Pags. Pop culture. Pop culture.
1: Dirty
0: pop. What's happening, Polo? Well, I'm sure you've seen
1: this story, because it's been all over social media, apparently. Okay. But uh, singer S- Sinead O'Connor
0: passed away today. and uh, I did see that. What happened to her?
1: They, they haven't said exactly
0: what... Like my age.
1: Yeah, she was 56. They haven't said exactly what it was that, you know, her circumstances were around her death, but... um. I guess they're kind of hinting to the fact that, like, her son had passed away not too long ago, I guess yeah. in 2022. And and I don't know if, you know, she had a broken heart or,
0: you know, but they're, they're definitely hinted to that. We will follow the story. I appreciate that, Polo. Thank you for that. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Carrie and Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Bye. This is the Joe Peg Show. <laughs>